Welcome to the Big Self Podcast End of Year Review Show. Hey everyone, welcome. We're so glad to have you here and celebrating the end of season two of the Big Self Podcast with us. That's an accomplishment right there. Uh, Shelly, do do you know what my New Year's resolution is? I can't wait to hear. To stop procrastinating. (laughs) But I think I'm going to wait till tomorrow to start. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's true. Okay, you know, that was bad. It's, <laughs> I do what I can. It's that time of year. It's time for reflection. It's time, man, I am so ready to start slowing down and chilling out after all of these social functions. I need to, yeah, I'm the personality type, or at least that I need to recharge my batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we just, you know, this is a time of year and this is why we're doing this episode to take inventory, you know, do a little, um, patting ourselves on the back for our accomplishments Yeah. That's me patting you on the back. And to get real about, you know, the small and possibly the big ways that we can improve in our coming year. I love Christmas, obvi. Like, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. A lot of good stuff, family time, but it is a lot of work. And so my favorite, I think literally my favorite week of the entire year is the week between Christmas and New Year's. And so it's a time in our house when everybody's still kind of in, you know, the kids are home from school. We take that week off. It's very free. The schedule is clear. We kind of get to do what we want. And what we end up doing a lot, or I end up doing, is you do a lot of reading and and we do a lot of talking and kind of thinking about, okay, what went really well this year? What did not go well? And then how do we tweak and course correct things for the next year. And so that's what we wanted to share with you all today in this podcast is, is really how to do a year end review, like what that looks like, what we do, what we've learned along the way and give you five strategies for how you can use some time in the next couple weeks to do that. Well, and we want to frame it in a way too, where it's like actually something that's something to be excited about, you know, a performance review. Like when I had to do performance reviews, uh, you know, at at work, I was like, yuck. Yeah. Really? These are, I don't think of this as a performance review though. Yeah. That definitely has a bad tone. Yeah. This is really like a life audit. It's, you know, that's the way I think of the work that we do this week is really looking at these different life domains. Um, I tend to over-index on work and like what's going well and not well there, uh, but I think it's it's a it's a good time to pause and reflect and kind of do this audit. So review the the you know performance review usually comes with a lot of other baggage. So this this is definitely more fun than that. Yeah, like a pip. A performance improvement, improvement. plan or something <laughs> oh. like that. No, oh, so what we have here terrible. for you today are five items for you. Just five. It's easy. Five things for you to think about as you perform your end of year review. So what's number one? Number one, pat yourself on the back for your accomplishments. Yeah. So the guiding question here and here, before we get into these a little bit, what I want to say is get your calendar out. This is the best way to do this. If you use a digital calendar, pull it up. 
Um, the way that I typically do this review, it takes a good half day. Like I carve out at probably four, four to five hours. Uh, I'll, wow. do, I'll do chunks of it, a couple hours here, an hour here, but it, it's over the course of the week. Um, I use, we use the full focus planner. And so we've got four, there's one for every quarter planners that I will now pull out. I, I just started using that this year and it has completely changed the way I work. Well, you used it last year. I started in January of this past year. So this is my first full year, full year. doing it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have the full focus system, just pull up your digital calendar. So as we talk through these strategies, you're going to need some reference point. Um, most of us cannot remember what I, what we did last week, much less last right. year. So get your calendar out and you're going to really spend some time. Um, and I would say probably get a journal out because there's some things I'm going to tell you to write down. But look through your, your calendar as we talk about these strategies. The first one is your accomplishments. The guiding question there is, what did I accomplish that I set out to accomplish this year, this past year? So what was something, a goal that you had, either intentionally or unintentionally over the past year that you actually succeeded at? An unintentional goal? Well, Hmm. I think that we don't always know that they're a goal. Like we we accomplish things and then we get to the end of the year and we're like, oh, you know what? That was... I didn't realize that that was a goal, but or I did at least it. an accomplishment. Yeah, right. I I hear you. You know, and also part of the 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 exercise of when we're moving forward is that this. I think this really helps us when we do go back if we've really created these structures that we followed through with on a regular basis. It is so much more effective and easier to go back and really review a lot of the things that we're going to go over in the next few minutes, at least now that I've done a full year of being pretty disciplined with the full focus planner. I now see when looking back, oh, you know, some of those gaps, wish I had filled them in. It's so interesting. Did I interrupt you? No, I was, I mean, it's cool. We're Go ahead. Okay, so it's interesting to me, like this first step of a, a celebrating your accomplishments, because this is one I think that most people don't do, or they mm. either they don't do it at all, or they do it quickly and kind of skip over. Okay, so what's next year's? What am I looking forward to? This is so important to really see, like where did yeah. where did I? How did I accomplish what I set out to do? And for example, and I want to ask you for an example of something that you accomplished this year. Yeah. Um, and maybe for both of us, for me, it was setting out to do my Enneagram professional certification. And so my goal was to get that completed by the end of the year. And it's very, very close to getting done. And I, you know, that was a very intentional conscious goal for me. It was top of mind every quarter. I had a lot of work to do toward it. So I'm really, I'm totally stoked and celebrating the fact that this has happened and the work I put into it feels, I'm really, really feel proud of that. So wow. what, about, what about you? Well, so you've kind of taken mine in an you interesting can, you way. You can have that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, let you take it. Well, okay. Even before, okay. I'll just give that example too, because so I would say, you know, I was, you know, riding along as your sidekick, like listening to all of your learning in the Enneagram and doing some of my own reading. And then 
I feel like something broke open in me mm-hmm. this year of like just a growth, like a, you know, yeah. I just like, I plateaued up, I leveled up. And I feel like while I'm still, I've got a long way to go in in this growth journey, I've got a high ceiling. And what that is, is also getting my Enneagram certification. Actually, I started on my process of my my training much later in the year than you did, and I already have an advanced Enneagram (laughs) certification. But if we're being completely straight up here, mine was, my program was not nearly as rigorous as yours. And... I'm excited to say that I'm entering that program that you are in now. So what a difference a year makes in that realm of being it. We have done uh, webinars, we've done classes, we've done half-day retreats on the Enneagram while getting credentialized in it and, you know, exploring in the community with other Enneagram practitioners. And the ripple effects that that's had on our own like person yes that's all great professional accomplishment but personally yeah like i i was telling you this morning like having done that retreat back in february so you know 10 months ago now and how much has happened for me personally in my own personal growth since then and so that's it's an intangible accomplishment but something i still um you know i, I look back in this past year and all the the personal growth work I've done that I see in myself and I feel it. Um, I hope you do. <laughs> I hope our community, I hope our children, I hope yeah. it's evident, but even if it's not, oh, it's something it that I've, I'm happy about. Well, of course, we could go on about how much um, the Enneagrams improved our, you know, intercommunication. Right. Um, And it it certainly has. Actually, that does lead me to one of the things that I think you should pat pat yourself on the back for um, is to divide up your accomplishments between the personal and the professional because they're Mm -hmm. very different types of accomplishments. Mm -hmm. You know, if you worked out every day, if you were on a different diet, um, if you spent more time with your kids or your spouse, these are not professional, but boy, they're accomplishments on on the personal level. And uh, also, I wanted to say, sometimes there's an accomplishment as much as by what you stop doing Mm -hmm. as you know Mm -hmm. about what you do do. Yeah. You said doo doo. I just put it out there. <laughs> um, uh, I, I agree with that. And actually, that's one of the goals I'm thinking about for this year is drinking less. Yeah. Like that to stop or kind of really be like a little bit more of a mindful drinker. It's something I kind of did last year yeah, and then I got back into strides. the habit. So we made some strides. Um, just to put a pin in that for next no, week, just that heads that's up. something that I'm going to be talking about. Um, okay. So what's the second strategy that we want to share? Well, we're just calling it areas to develop and specifically skills and qualities. And I guess another way you could ask it is, what didn't work? Yeah, that's the guiding question here is like, what didn't work? And so you're going to go back, you're going to look in your calendar, and you're going to pull out the the parts of your calendar that were uh, frustrating. They were, you procrastinated around them. Uh, and you might even star them. And sometimes what I'll do, like if you have a, get a piece of paper out, 
and you can divide this a piece of paper up into like five turn it turn it landscape and divide it into five uh, rows or columns. I guess those are columns. Um, <laughs> and then the first one is your accomplishments. And so as you're going through your calendar, really like star or just highlight and then pull them out and put this on this piece of paper. And then the second column is what areas are you wanting to develop? What didn't work? And so you're going to go back and look at, you know, things will start to surface like that, um, that coffee that I had with that person was a waste of time. Like that didn't lead to anything. It wasn't edifying for either. Like it was just something I felt like I had to do and I actually ended up resenting it. So you're going to start to see some patterns of events and different things that you you did through your year that didn't work. And so for an example, you know, one of the things that I'm aware of that's not working, I think is my, um, and then this goes back to my personal development stuff I'm working on, but taking on more than I should, like over, over functioning in ways out of a, a sense of control. And I'm, and if I look back over the, and I use my full focus planner mostly, but the things that didn't work that I continue talking about the pattern I continue seeing is that I'm the bottleneck. And the reason I'm the bottleneck is because of my control, like this need to have things kind of buttoned up and perfected before we put it out in the world. And I think that's, um, that's an area to develop. It's an area (laughs) of growth. Well, I think, uh, and if we can, you know, back up a tiny bit and think about this, you know, first of all, maybe you're working for someone that you're reporting to, or maybe you work on your own, but some, but even if you're working for somebody, sometimes managers have a tough time giving, you know, we could say negative feedback or just giving real critical feedback. So you may not be getting it and let, if you're, and if you're on your own, you know, you may be avoiding it. So point number one within this point is I think you're going to have to dig into some self-awareness to know how you could execute on a plan to improve. Like you're, you're offering up, you know, okay, that's an interesting insight you've had. Uh, and I think that that takes a lot of self-awareness. Well, that's why I think that the calendar can guide us is okay. we don't know. Like I can't remember on May 2nd how I felt. But yeah. if I go back and I review and I really spend the time auditing, I can remember like the frustrating points through my year and they're starting to have themes to them. They're huh. starting, I'm yeah. starting to see something come together because I totally agree with you. We have to have that level of self-awareness. But it, but okay. I yep. think most people know, like that was frustrating. Now the work is why it was frustrating, right? Why it was boring? Why was I procrastinating? Yes, and well, um, that's what that's. A, so I think here's a good exercise, um, and I think this this boils it down to ask yourself, what am I avoiding and why? So type, I type I, nines. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I know that I joked about you know procrastination cheesily. Uh, but, uh, sometimes, you know, I do become aware of why am I avoiding something and, you know, and it does lead to some clarity. Sometimes it's because it is leading me to the very thing that I do need to be doing, but maybe I know it's going to be a little bit hard hard in maybe a growth way of one kind or another. Maybe it's technical, maybe it's, 
you know, developing self-awareness or a skill, uh, you know, but sometimes I think we, we avoid things too, a different, by, by contrast, we avoid things that we feel like is tedious or doesn't need to be done, uh, or, you know, or, and so that brings up a different kind of awareness of why we're avoiding it. So that's a good question to ask on yeah. an ongoing basis. And regardless, it has to be confronted. Yeah. You know, whatever the, the reason why I think, mm-hmm. and again, going back to the, we, we need some prompts to help us remember these things. So sitting down and then writing down in your column under where do I need to do some improvement? Like, where do I need to take an honest, hard look at myself about what areas do I need to grow? And it's often the discomfort that leads us to those, those insights. And so really looking back and looking at where were the pain points of the past year? I guess one other way of developing a little bit or just a simple exercise for getting a little bit more self-aware in an area where you could be developing your skill. And that is to just say, ask yourself, what is the one thing that if someone else were observing my behavior, they would probably say could be executed better? Yeah. That's a hard question to ask in a way, because then what do you do about it? It's very difficult depending on your level of awareness. So I think yeah. a lot of people, we could ask that question and they'd just be like, I have no idea like what someone <laughs> yeah. else would tell me. Yeah. Um, and then other people I think would have probably a pretty clear idea. Third strategy. This is where you get to take an audit and assessment of your strengths. And the guiding question here is where did I shine? And so as you're looking back over your calendar, you look back uh, over the past year, where did you feel? feel joy, fulfillment, meaning, purpose, alignment, you know, whatever word you want to put to it. But you'll start to see like, okay, there are moments through and and just, you know, maybe draw, like underline them, draw hard around them. I don't know. But in your third column on your piece of paper, I want you to write down like what what were those moments and what were you feeling? And for me, an example a lot is... um, Gosh, the, this this one on work, one on one work I'm doing with clients is so rich and powerful for me. I mean, I, I hope it is for them. But to to walk beside people, I just told someone I, I had lunch with um, that this feels like a calling. And so when I look at those moments through my week or through my year, those one on one client appointments. Um, I have a lot of good feelings around those. And so that yeah. would go on my third column. Like, okay, I need to probably pay attention to that. I need to pay attention to that. And how do I set myself up to do that work in a more sustainable way for this year, for the coming year? Yeah, and I want to add that this is different than patting yourself on the back because you're taking a thoughtful assessment of what you do well or right. what you did what you are good at. And actually, sometimes I think that similar to the reasons we don't always pat ourselves on the back, sometimes the things that we're good at, we just assume that, yeah, I mean, I'm good at it. Well, I don't need to... No big deal. This is not yeah. a... Yeah. This isn't a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Yes. So looking at those moments through your year that you came alive, and then what were you doing in those moments? So writing that down, I think, is a really... Um, 
an important part. And it may not have had any goal attached to it. Maybe it was being at the beach with your kids. And there's there's something hmm. like we that we need to yeah. pay attention um, to those those moments that give us a lot of insights into ourselves. And you know, interestingly too, I will just add that in some ways, I think I shined by what I delegated or what I cut out that I didn't need to be doing. Kind of thinking of a you know working harder. And you know, or working smarter and not harder. All right, so number four. Yeah, and this is where you've you know you've done the homework, like you've done the looking back, and you've looked at okay, what have I accomplished this year? Uh, you've patted cele- yourself on you've the back, celebrated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you've looked at the pain points. Okay, what didn't go well and why? Where was I frustrated or bored or procrastinated or just? kind of mad that I had to do this work. And then the third one is looking at where did I shine? Where did I feel really good and connected to my work and my life? And so you've got those three down. Now you get to sit, look forward and think about the year ahead. Um, and this is, for me, this is the exciting, I love doing this So part. number four, annual goals. Annual goals. And they should be and we're borrowing Michael Hyatt's work here with the full focus system. They should be smarter. We all know about smart goals, but he does them a little bit different. And I really like this. So he uses smarter goals. They're specific, measurable, mm-hmm. actionable, risky. So usually we hear about goals being realistic. He says, let them be risky, which I love. I like it. Um, time oriented exciting. So you need to get excited when you think about your, your goals this year. And then they need to be relevant, which is really to the season of life that you're in. So set smarter goals. And, um, Michael Hyatt suggests, I, we agree seven to 10 annual goals is, is a good number. And you want to break those up into different quarters. And so quarter one, you're looking at maybe two to three goals, quarter two, two to three goals that you really you really are focused on. Like those are the things that you're top of mind. Everything kind of ripples out from those two to three kind of dominant goals. So this is your time to play. Really have fun. Like what these different domains of your life that you have. So you have work, you have relationships, you have parenting, emotional growth, financial success, you know, physical health. These all these different areas that you get to have a little bit of uh, freedom and flexibility to let yourself imagine how do I want to feel this time in the next year? So at the end of 2022, in all these areas, what do I want to feel? Not not so much accomplished, but what do I want to feel? Yeah. And then those really start to concretize into some very specific goals. You know, now that we've done it one year round and I look back on my annual goals, I think I did follow the smarter idea. And in some ways, it was really useful to be going back and going, okay, how am I tracking on these pretty ambitious goals? Um, I think my lesson was that for as specific and measurable as they may have been, I kind of overdid it like in terms of what I could accomplish in certain times, or I guess I could have just 
hammered, you know, like, and tried to accomplish all of these things. But I look back on him and even with putting the quarter that I would do some of these things, I didn't do them all. And then I think also similar to the kind of our previous podcast guest, Joe Sanic, who talks about getting things done in efficient ways. And he also talked about having hard and soft boundaries. And I think the the hard boundaries are those like big commitments that we're really going to be committed to and how we're going to execute them. But the soft ones is like over the course of a year, you know, the, you might decide that, you know what? I don't think I'm pivoting. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to develop mm-hmm. four video courses for big self, but I am going to enter into an Enneagram certifi- certification process. Yeah. I think that just because we set goals at the beginning of the year doesn't mean they're locked and loaded. We've got to let life happen, mm-hmm. let ourselves be flexible. Uh, because, you know, yeah, things change and we start down the path and we realize this isn't even the goal I want at all. And I, I set some goals last year and at the time they were all exciting on some level. And as the year went on, like several became very uninspiring and not exciting at all. It felt like drudgery. And I got rid of them. I was like, nope. Yeah. And, and to your dismay, writing the book was one of them. Oh, But yeah. I was like, this is not, this is clearly not life-giving goal for me at this season in my life. <laughs> life-giving. So let me just yeah. call it like it is and replace that with something that I am excited about. Well, that's funny. you know. I, and I wrote, write a 50,000-word big self book, which we didn't know exactly what that would look like, whether I was going to you know, write one myself or co-write it with you. Um, and you know what? I am glad that we decided to hold off on that this year because this year has been a reckoning of, you know, who and what big self is together. And so I think we needed this year. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you have to, to say back to everyone, like there's moments um, of like, where is that happening for you? What Mm -hmm. do you have some good clarity about right now that you want to go ahead and set some of those annual goals? And then which ones do you maybe want to have hold a little bit looser, have a little bit softer boundaries around just to kind of work toward them. Maybe those are goals that you put in like quarter two or quarter three, uh, because we can't always predict what's, what's going to come at us. Yeah. And then the last stage here, the last strategy is micro next steps. And so it's not enough to have these goals, these annual kind of big goals, now we have to figure out, okay, how do we implement them? How do we break them down? And again, I feel like I'm a full focus planner commercial <laughs> yeah. right now, but this is where it's transformed me because I've, I tend to t- like kind of always think big picture and the break, the hard part for me was always in the implementation and how do I break this down right. into monthly, weekly, daily tasks. And so that's what the system has helped me do, whether you use it or not. That's the next step. So, okay, I have my seven to 10 goals I want to set out with this year, some flexibly and loosely held. Now, what does that look like? How do I break that down? And this holds us accountable. This makes it real. This isn't just talking in these. uh, That's why inevitably, you know, all of those people talking about the New Year's resolutions on the eve of 1231, what is it? 80 something percent are never mm-hmm. followed through with yeah. because 
it's it's not really made real yeah. in the micro. This is where you you can you can say it's called grinding it, but it's it's just implementing it. It's making well, it real. It's having a a plan to execute on. Yeah, and we would greatly encourage you all to read James Clear's Atomic Habits. Sure, yeah. So he says that we don't rise to the level of our goals. That's right. We fall to the level of our systems, and so we can have these great planned out, thought out, thoughtful goals. But if we don't have a system in place or kind of some structure to get us there, 87% of us aren't, they're not, we're not going to do them. And that's just part of welcome to the human race. I think that's just, we do, we don't tend to do things when they're really difficult. So the, the, easier you can set up a system or some structure around that, those goals. And, and I'm already thinking about that. My goals for next year, yeah. like if, if drinking is something I really want to work on, how do we, how do I set up a structure, mm. a system around myself to better support a non-drinking lifestyle. That's right. Get away from Chad when he's loading up the margaritas. <laughs> when he's gone to Harry's. Uh, no. <laughs> Beware. As you take inventory, so we started positive. You know, you start with the patting yourself on the back. And I think that that's where the focus should be even when we take a assessment of where we have been. Because if if we're too hard on ourselves, if we're too critical, if the inner critic gets in there, uh, if we start feeling a little shame for the things that we regret, I think that gets in the way of being able to be future focused here. Like the past is the past. We can move forward in a positive way. We we want to, and we're going to make it real with an executable plan. And that's why we like, you know, number four is, is the annual goals um, and how they should be smarter. You can remember that. But then, yes, the micro steps. That, that's why it's like the final act of the five-act play is to take the the micro steps. Mm-hmm. And it, the way I think about it often is, is these kind of the three micro steps. So often it's like the three big things I can do today mm. that move me closer to my goal. Sometimes for me, because I, I will make five things that yeah. I want to... I, sometimes I'll just say, what is the one thing that I need to do today to that top goal. So whatever it is this week, this month, and this quarter I'm trying to accomplish, what is one thing that I can do today? And then everything else is kind of frosting after that gets done. And so that's a way to think about where your priorities lie, how do you structure and create a system to support these, these goals. And so thinking about them, uh, Parker Palmer talked about that on this, on the podcast. Like we, we tend to over index on these big things and we forget that most of our movement is really happening in these tiny moments. Yeah. And so we're kind of inverting, like taking big gigantic leaps and we're saying, take lots of little tiny leaps. We're, we're, uh, we are the big self school, but we're all about getting there through little ways, little steps. Yeah. And I think just to wrap this up, um, thank you all for being here, being our community. Um, I would love to hear about your goals. So if you do some of this work this week, um, please reach out, email us hello at bigselfschool.com. You can find us on social media. Let us know what your goals are, how we can support you. 
Um, yeah, because we're here, we're here to cheerlead and champion all the work that you all are doing. So thank you. And we're excited about what is coming up in season three. We've already been interviewing some fantastic guests to get you just bursting out of the gate in January with some positive uh, ways to just move forward into the new year. So thanks for being with us all these, all these days, all these episodes and more is to come. So it's been a weird year in a lot of ways, but it's been a wonderful year in a lot of ways too. So here is our final word of encouragement for the year. May we ground ourselves in what we can control. If we focus on what we are truly grateful for, then in our own small ways, we can improve our little slice of life. If we begin with love for ourselves, then we can open up and be able to love others. Thanks for tuning in to this very last episode of the year. And we hope you all have a happy holidays and a wonderful new year. Happy holidays.